Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. September 28th here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlik with you with you here today to discuss lots of things Arizona Coyotes. The first preseason game yesterday, Coyotes win 2-1 to over the Los Angeles Kings. We'll talk about that game on today's episode as well as other news regarding former Arizona Coyotes players. All of that on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, let us, let us introduce ourselves. Once again, I am Robin Leonio. I am, uh, well, I've been covering the Arizona Coyotes for about five, six years or so. Um, been uh, been with the uh, Five for Howling website of the SB Nation Network, mainly covering the Tucson Roadrunners. I live down in Tucson, so I've been covering them. I've been watching a lot of the future of the Arizona Coyotes and uh, now coming into my second season as host of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. And I'm Carl Pavlock. I've been the managing editor for Five for Howling for a couple of years now. Um, before that, I was just a writer for Five for Howling. Been talking about the Coyotes for a long time and uh, stepping forward into this new medium. Yeah, podcasting is fun. I think like you and I were actually like we're we're part of uh, a podcast before, and you know I think we had a good time and. And that, that that's what that's what that's what brought brought us together here on the lock on the lockdown network. And we're super excited to be uh, to be with you all here today. But let's go ahead and get things started on today's episode, Carl. The Arizona Coyotes had a two to one preseason win over the Los Angeles Kings, um, and a lot of people have a lot of, a lot to dissect out of this game. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an interesting game. Um, it's the first preseason game, so you never want to, you know dig in too deep. Uh, I think I said yesterday that uh, preseason games don't matter unless you win, in which case they matter a lot. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it gave us a chance to see some kind of interesting Coyotes like pairings. We get like a little bit better of an idea of how the team is going to be playing and who the personnel are going to be. Um, and it was a win and even meaningless wins. Like they mean something like it was it was fun to win. It was it was fun to win. I think especially because we got a chance to see you know some players and how they might like how they might perform on on a you know on a game situation. Um, it's because some of these players we haven't seen in game situations. Obviously, we've seen some um, uh, we've seen some of the prospects already from rookie tournament, but other people, you know, some of the veterans that are on the Coyotes ice for the first time, you know, including. Um, Someone like, like like Louis Erickson and Andrew Ladd and Shane Gossespierre, like they got a chance to see them skate for the first time in Arizona Coyotes uniforms. Um, and you know that's I think that the most important part about the first game in the preseason. Yeah, I would say it's definitely um, like we didn't see the entire lineup. Uh, there was a few notable names that were missing, but at one point we saw a power play that was Erickson, Schmaltz, Gunther, Fisher. And Gotts bear, and I tweeted out like I could see this being the second unit power play uh, for the Coyotes, like especially for the first couple games when Gunther's still around. Um, like you definitely like you're not seeing the full scope, 
but you're seeing little pieces of how the lineup's going to fit together. Um, and I think that's always a very exciting aspect of preseason. Um, I, I say C, uh, and that's maybe a bit of a, you know, uh, misrepresentation since yesterday's game was radio only. I didn't get to actually see uh, these players, which was a bit disappointing. I, I do hope the Coyotes eventually start just showing all their preseason games but you know hearing hearing the players hearing the plays that's definitely something where i've been following hockey for a long time i've gotten used to listening to games and kind of visualizing it from there i mean especially if you have a good radio play-by-play person like if you're not at the game like that person should be able to paint the picture for you that you could actually see it without seeing it you know what i mean yeah and it's definitely there are a wide variety of radio people. Um, I I do like Bob Heehouse. I'm used to kind of how he paints the scene. Um, he definitely like, I had Twitter up and the Coyotes page. So I was seeing like the on ice representations that way as well. But I definitely got a, a good idea of kind of what was happening. And when the things were going good for the Coyotes, when things were going rough, um, when the game started to get a little bit chippy because it's the Coyotes and the Kings. There was definitely some pushing and shoving going on. One thing I'm glad about, I think I, I, think I mentioned this in yesterday's episode, I'm just glad that in preseason the Coyotes can sit, still continue with games against Pacific Division rivals. Just <laughs> yeah. I mean, because that makes more sense, right? <laughs> it, it does. It's very annoying that the Coyotes are going to the Central. I think everyone has kind of like pointed out like, why don't we just move Calgary and Edmonton um, to the central and then we can keep the coyotes in the Pacific um, where it makes sense. But yeah, I like that we played the Kings for the first game. I like that the game got chippy. I like that there's like still the sense of rivalry between these two cities and these two teams, even if they're not in the same division, like that's a, that's a real rivalry, not like the forced Vancouver, Seattle rivalry. They're going to try and slam down our throats. I mean, let's also be real. Like they, like for the longest time, a lot of people were talking about, you know, Vegas and Arizona trying to be rivals, and well, that didn't really end up panning out as a lot of us hoped. Yeah, uh, I think there was definitely the groundwork for that. If they had like been on the same level as teams, yeah. like skill wise, and like actually met in the playoffs, like I think we would have definitely seen more of a Coyotes Vegas rivalry building up. Um, but uh, just it didn't happen. Um and the timing just wasn't right for the for the few seasons that the Golden Knights have existed. Like it's still young. I imagine, you know, maybe when the Coyotes rebuild ends, if Vegas is still competitive, we can maybe get something like that going because we're still gonna meet in the Western Conference playoffs. Um but yeah, I, I can see your point about like the Coyotes Golden Knights rivalry never really had a chance to to fully form. Yeah, another thing that I'm 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 really looking at is just uh just again overall how uh certain position groups are, are playing out from the from the from this first game. And again, it is the first game. You don't want to overanalyze this stuff. Um, but at the same time, we're podcasters. We're sports people naturally we're going to overanalyze this stuff <laughs> yeah i mean there are going to be 20 decisions made between like now and when the coyotes finally take the ice so like i don't want to go like 
you know, singing the praises of let's just go um, unique um, since I thought he sounded like he had a pretty decent game, uh, but he's more likely to be in the Tucson Roadrunners next season. So we don't want to, you know, set expectations too high, but there's definitely like small nuggets of like, huh, that's really cool. I, I like that they're trying that. Um, and, you know, there are going to be some things that from the first preseason game to the end of the season are going to be there. So it's kind of our job to figure out what is meaningful and what is meaningless about these kind of preseasons. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the stuff that we're going to have to see um, as things continue. Um, trying to think anything else that we should do in this, at least in this first segment, like, you know, just the basis thing. We're going like, to, I think next segment we'll go a little more in, like, a little more in depth. We're talking about some players more specifically. Um, but there, there were, I mean, like I, I was watching, like I think I saw this stat thing on line pairings, and they were telling, and, and they're showing how, like, how effective it worked for a preseason game. Um, and uh, well, I mean, it seemed it to me, it seemed like everything, everything panned out correctly. Like, obviously, a win is a win. Yeah, uh, I will say that um, before we we go into a little bit more in depth. Something I've noticed that I'm not really sure how to feel about it yet, um, because we do see this a lot, is there's just been a whole lot of penalties taken by the Coyotes. Um, And I can't tell if it's like the team playing with a more physical edge or getting beat and needing to take penalties. I know at least one instance, we know that the league is trying to crack down on cross-checking. So they're probably going to be calling that really like, really severely for the preseason to make sure the players get used to it. But I will hope that the Coyotes eventually start taking fewer penalties because, oh boy, that's been going all the way back to the to the rookie face-off tournament. They have been a heavily penalized team so far in this very, very, very short start to the season. One last thing I'll point out is uh, I've, I've, I've been looking through stat sheets and you know those advanced stat sheets that people like to put out, and uh, it just shows how you still have a have another problem, possession. And yeah, keep, it's gonna it's gonna continue to happen. I think, I, I think like the like the uh, like the Corsi um, four was significantly in favor of Los Angeles, which is not great. I mean, it doesn't not. I mean, it kind of doesn't matter if you still win, but like, still like. Possession is a huge thing. This is preseason, and yeah, you 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 got lucky that yeah. you know you had some good, you had, you had a good back end. But the the teams that possess the puck tend to win more. Um, I think that's a very uncontroversial statement at this point. Like every game, like you could win a single game with no possession, uh, provided you get very lucky and have like a good goaltender. Um, I do not think the Coyotes are going to win a lot of games this this season. So it makes sense that their possession numbers are so off. Uh, I also don't think they have the quality of goaltender needed to like keep winning in games where they're being like out-possessed or outplayed. Um, so that one I can see going for the regular season. And yeah. pretty much up until the end, I think the Cowboys are not going to be a good possession team. Absolutely. I mean, these these are things that we're still going to have to keep track of as preseason goes and see what how things go. Because again, this 
uh, this game was significantly different um, than what we were going to see in the uh, in the in the regular season. That's that's for darn sure. But let's start getting a little more in depth before we we're going to get to that in just a sec. But first, I want to tell you guys about Rock Auto. With the ever increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts that your car will need at a local or at a typical auto parts store. So why endure off a pointlessly pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning is your honesty an LX or an EX or waiting the person for the person behind the counter to order the part on their computer, choosing only the parts uh, that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why uh, choose to spend 30, 50, even a hundred percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to Rock Auto, a family business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, because they have something absolutely for everything. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. And I tell you guys, every freaking time I talk, tell you about Rock Auto, I love checking the website to see what new parts I can get for my Mustang, whether it be uh, you know, my air filter or my cabin air filter or spark plugs. Anything of those things that I that I need that I continue to need to keep my maintenance up to, up to par, and Rock Auto has it. It's absolutely amazing, and it's become my place to go to. And I want it to be your place to go. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, write "Locked On" in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch up on the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, Carl, let's go ahead and get to the next the next bit of things. Let's go a little bit more in depth on this preseason game and things that um, a lot of people tend to that, that we, they really liked. Um, uh, one of the things that uh, um, Andre Torney seemed to really like, as well as, you know, everybody else of the Coyotes media, is goaltending. I mean, are we really surprised based off, we're, talk, we're talking about goaltending and um and goaltending coach and how they and how development from these from the goaltending development coaches are really doing something for these guys yeah uh and i think goaltending was also the area where fans and um coaching probably had the lowest expectations just because when you're the coyotes and you give up your star goaltending um for picks and prospects and you bring in some people and they play well that's just kind of a bonus for you um and yeah, we definitely got some solid goaltending uh, from both parties. Um, Thornton played the the final period, and uh, Kashinash played the uh, the first two. Yeah, I'm looking at this. Um, it says uh, 
Kajanash had a 899 save percentage, 317 goals against average. He was he was with the Sharks last year. That was he was, but he like, I mean that's not terrible. I mean that's not good, but I yeah. mean in this in this preseason game, like the way he played, look, um, looking what is so 18 of 19 shots through the first two periods. Um, and I mean, it definitely sounded like he had to make some big saves to to keep the team in the game, which is really all that you can expect from a, from a goaltender just kind of keeps you in, makes the saves that they need to make. Um, and then it's really up to the, to the rest of the team to, uh, to score. Um, and the carriers were able to get two, um, but you know, their goaltending kept them competitive and yeah, that's great. Um, I think, myself and a lot of people are just like like we don't even know who's going to be the starter for the coyotes if they're gonna like if it's going to be one of the people on the team now or if they're going to try and acquire someone but if if things are working out in preseason that's you know good maybe they don't need to bring in someone else maybe uh is fine with being like the backup um or even the starter uh for the coyotes this year Kojinash is the starter. Oh, God. I can only imagine what it's going to look like. I mean, because yeah. they still have Carter Hutton. We haven't seen him yet. We we haven't. We haven't seen Carter Hutton. We didn't see a lot of people. Um, I know Jacob Chikrin and Clayton Keller are two big names that didn't play um, last night. Uh, we also didn't get a chance to see uh, Connor Timmons, who I'm very excited to see, um, hopefully in the next game. Yeah. Um, next For those who want to know, next game tomorrow – and that's against the Anaheim Ducks. So that will be uh, – we'll talk about that on uh, – we'll give you a little preview for that on uh, tomorrow's episode as well as, you know, uh, do as much as we can to keep things going here. But – go ahead. I was going to say, like, um, just kind of sticking with a player that that's been unexpectedly surprising, I would say Andrew Ladd. Uh, oh, yeah. The big name. Uh, I think before I was brought in um, as co-host, we were talking this off season about like, is he even going to suit up for the Coyotes? Um, he not only suit up for the first preseason game, he got into a fight, which yeah. if we're expecting Lad to be like, uh, I'm not up for, for this. Like you're not expecting him to drop the gloves, his first preseason game against a very young Kings player. Um, that was uh that was definitely a surprise to to kind of see. Yeah, no, that's like that's that's a huge thing from uh, from Andrew Ladd because again, like yeah, and just like you said, we weren't expecting him to suit up at all. We're like we're just like oh, he's the example of a dead contract that we're just picking up for picks, a lot of picks, and all of a sudden we see, I just hear his name, I hear his name, I'm like, oh, there he is. Yeah. And again, I didn't get a chance to watch, but um, you do notice like when a name keeps getting brought up, um, like they're clearly playing a lot um, and Lad finished fairly well, I would say. That was kind of the impression that I got from him. Uh, He wore uh, an A for the Coyotes and uh, did kind of make me wonder, like, is he going to wear a letter um, this upcoming season? Is it like, yeah, you're not, you know you're not the skilled guy anymore. You're not going to be like scoring all the goals for the coyotes, but Your you have the leadership. Leader. Yeah. yeah. You you've been here before you've been like, God, I would say he's one of the longer tenured NHL players. Um, maybe he's the guy to, to be the voice in the locker room. And that's why they brought him in. Um, 
just a like a pleasant surprise uh, that Lad was as competitive as he was. Speak, speaking of leadership, I don't think there's going to be a uh, a true C. I think they're going to have like what four A's or something like that this year. I mean, it definitely makes sense. Um, when the Coyotes did that uh, under Tockett for the first year, I it it definitely seemed like it was a gimmick more than anything, especially with uh, the rumor being brought in that Oliver ekman Larson was going to be named captain, which he eventually was. Uh, it felt like Tockett was just kind of delaying the inevitable with that one, but... For the Coyotes this year, with so many veterans who are on expiring contracts, you're like, yeah, maybe we'll just give you guys A's because you know what to do, and you're not going to be here next year. But so we don't want to, you know, add that captaincy, that weight to it. But yeah, I'm sure like guys like Lad, Erickson, uh, Roussel, they're going to be able to add a lot to that room. One last thing that uh, I want to talk about when it, come, when it comes to the, uh, you know, what what really stood out to the preseason, at least for me. Dylan Gunther. Dylan he Gunther. Scored, he scored the game winning goal. Um, and it just, he's, just, it seems to me he's just, he's, he really wants that opening roster, opening day roster spot. Yeah. I mean, I think he, like, he may be a little bit sore that he dropped so far in the draft. And now he's like, you know what? I'm going to show eight teams that they made a mistake in not drafting me. Uh, and he has been, a consistent goal scorer for the Coyotes this very short preseason. He looked great in the scrimmage. He looked good in the in the rookie faceoff tournament, and he added a goal in his first preseason game. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very difficult for the team to decide to send Gunther back, and it's a good problem to have. Yeah, here's uh, here's the one thing I mentioned about that, and this is a discussion I was having with uh, other hosts. And, uh, and Dylan Gunther was supposed to go like somewhere between like five to eight. That's around, that's around where his draft stock was. But the Anaheim Ducks happened to make a interesting call at their pick, which completely throws a wrench through the rest of the, the rest of the top 10. Um, and I mean, and then eventually um, Dylan Gunther just starts to fall, which is interesting. I mean, we saw it, uh, Jacob Chikrin's draft year. Um, like he was, I think, like speculated to go extremely high. He was called the the top defensive prospect by a lot of people, and he ended up falling to the Coyotes' sixteenth overall. I want to say um, on that pick they got from the Red Wings, um, and with last year's draft being what it was, with a weird COVID affected season that just destroyed a lot of junior like seasons. Um, like I'm, I wasn't too surprised to see a player like Gunther like fall the way he did. Uh, I think it's definitely going to be a decision that a lot of teams regret. Um, and that the coyotes are going to be like, yeah, we got Dylan Gunther and he was the start of the, of the rebuild. Maybe I don't want to give too much hype to him since it's been a rookie face-off tournament and a preseason game, but he is looking really good to start off. And that's great for the team like the Coyotes that are rebuilding. Yeah, you don't want to give too much hope to a lot of these Coyotes fans listening, but you also want to give them hope. And I think that's why we're we're trying to hype them up to the appropriate levels. 
Yeah. And, and it, it's always like, I think the Coyotes have had a history of busts and overhyped prospects. So fans tend to be wary of anyone who's talking too much good stuff. Um, and I really don't want to like do that with Gunther. I don't want to overhype him. Uh, but he looks good. And the stories have been about him so far because he is making the stories about him. Um, I think Hayton had a very good game as well, but he didn't kind of establish himself as that, you know, that bright spot that, that fans are, are looking for. And there's still plenty of time, but, you know, it, Gunther is definitely a very unusual case for the Coyotes and I mean, I th- unusual in the best way. I mean, I think the thing is, it, 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 I think it's because the player type that the, that the Coyotes got out of Gunther, because you talk about some of the previous, um, you know, prospects, you know, high level prospects they had in them. And yes, I'm looking at Stroman, Merkley, and you know those guys that never ended up really seeing the light of day. Um, and like they were more like you know playmakers. They were around there. Dylan Gunther, like he was touted as a true goal scorer, like a physical presence, true goal scorer. He's gonna like you're gonna know he's on the ice. Yeah, and he has had a phenomenal shot, which is just glorious to watch. Uh, I think the last real goal scorer the Coyotes had was Rudim Verbata. Um, and no offense to Verbata. I think he was a phenomenal player. I wish he could have retired as a Coyote. Um, I didn't necessarily like the way the team treated him in his final years. Um, but he wasn't like the kind of goal scorer that I think Gunther is going to be. I think he's going to be a much better player. Um there's still plenty of time to watch that happen. Um, and I'm excited to kind of see what he can do. Uh, I will definitely be keeping up with all the preseason games, no matter what, but like Gunther's going to be one of those players where it's like, huh, eh, you know, the team's probably not going to do very well this game, but maybe I could see a highlight reel Gunther play. If there's a game, if there, if there's a player, like a prospect that's going to be in every single one of these preseason games, it's going to be Gunther. Yeah. They're going to test this guy. They are, because it's it's a very difficult decision that they're going to have to make with his development. Um, and I trust the Coyotes are going to make the right call on this. I think the they have brought in people who know how to develop younger players. But Dylan Gunther is going to make it really tough to send him back to juniors. Absolutely. We still got one last thing to get to, though. Um, kind of went a little bit long on this preseason talk. Um, but once again, just a quick reminder that the next game, is tomorrow against the Anaheim Ducks. We will preview that on the next episode. Um, but um, since we still got one segment left, we will talk about what's going on with some former Coyotes players. And this is a pretty big one, something that some of you guys might be might be following. Before we get to that, though, I want to remind you guys that we're back and better than ever. All eyes are back on the gridiron as teams are back on the to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot. For all the pro and college football action this season, with a new updated site interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up for a free account today, and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use that promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, including hockey, Right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2020 season. 
Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Carl. Last thing to talk about on this Lockdown Cages podcast. And we'll keep this short because we are running a little bit long. But it is a pretty it is a really important thing to talk about. And uh it is regarding mm-hmm. former Coyotes player uh Jalen Smirick, uh, who has been getting a lot of unfortunately racist comments while playing over in the Ukrainian league. And yeah. it's just not fun to hear about that. No, it's um I don't think anyone was necessarily surprised to hear that there was racism happening in the European leagues. It's it's kind of a story that we get a lot. Um, if you are the type of player or a person who likes to forget those stories, it's very easy to because they tend to occur like during off seasons or like sporadically. But if you pay attention, like this was a, a consistent issue um, that we see a lot. Uh, what happened was over the weekend, a player from a team that I'm not even uh, going to try and pronounce because I do not speak Ukrainian, um, made a gesture that he was peeling and eating a banana uh, at uh, at Jalen, um, which is just a very unfortunate thing. Um, it's connects to a long history of associating black people with monkeys. It's something that I see a lot when it comes to racism in European leagues. Like, Bananas are a very consistent thing, and I think each player tends to like each country has their own little racist quirks, and that's a European one that we see a lot. Yeah, um, this player I'm I'm reading he was like from that you know that specific game where, where this actually happened. He was ejected. Yeah. Um it was I was I mean obviously the the uh, the Ukrainian hockey league the UHL it is making good place for it. Um, the uh, I'm looking at it, it. It says on here that uh, the uh, general manager Eugene uh, Eugene Korshev made a comment saying that there is no place for racism in Ukrainian professional hockey, um, and that uh, they will follow a disciplinary committee's investigation into a case of racist abuse. Which I mean, that shows there's progress being made, but unfortunately, the thing is, Jalen Smirik just made a post this morning saying that he will be taking a leave of absence from his team and will not be playing any future games until this player is essentially no longer playing. Yeah. Uh, How he describes it is suspended and removed from the league. And it's always kind of difficult to know, like, what exactly can happen in a situation like this, like what leagues can get involved. Uh, But we live... In 2021 now, um, you cannot be a professional player who is making a racist gesture on the ice. You shouldn't be a professional player doing anything racist off the ice either, but on the ice just cannot be done. There are cameras recording everything you do. There are very few jobs where you're allowed to be openly racist in front of the world. And that's just something that people are going to need to like learn and deal with. And I agree with, with Jalen here. The players should not be allowed to play another game in that league. It, yeah. I mean, that's, and that's the thing, especially if, you know, making a gesture like that, because like, again, that's like stuff like, like that, that, it's just not, 
again, I, I we're, we're, we're like we're all about inclusivity in in the hockey world, and like if you make someone feel that freaking uncomfortable, like what are you even doing? Yeah, especially for a a player who wears a letter. Um, like it, it's not necessarily that something that hockey has to deal with as much, but if you are doing something like that, and like next game your team goes out and acquires a black player like that's gonna mess up everything because that person's gonna come in with like a really accurate and bad opinion of you um and you can't have that in a team where you need to be working together like there's no place for racism in hockey mostly because racism is terrible and there's no place for it in society but it's gonna make your team worse because like no one's gonna want to morale yeah uh, absolutely like i know like it's a game and like you can't go after your own player during the heat of the moment but i could say like if i was on that team and i saw someone doing something racist i'd be like go get him like take him out i'll take him out after the game uh but for right now on the ice you go because you're not allowed to fight your own teammates Absolutely. Um, one of the things I'm 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 looking at here too. I'm just reading like I'm just reading some of the uh, news articles about this. Is he's you know uh, is um, Smirik is getting you know some vocal support from people over here in the states, obviously, um, because you know people a lot uh, definitely <laughs> a lot better here. There's still problems here in the states um, that should be addressed. But um, former uh, former NHL player JT Brown and now a Seattle Kraken analyst went to make it make make a public statement too saying that like um that you know he absolutely admires you know admires American that all stuff like that that you know that he shouldn't have to feel uncomfortable yeah and he really shouldn't um i i do remember smirk's time with the roadrunners i didn't get a chance to see him play too much um he definitely was a a very you know he seemed to be a, a solid defenseman um and I was kind of interesting to see how he develops now that he's playing in Europe, not really going to get that chance, but he shouldn't have to deal with this in, in his job. He shouldn't have to deal with this in his personal life at, either, but like it's his job. I think we all have jobs and you know, some of them aren't exactly where we would like to be. I'm sure he would rather be in the NHL than playing in the Ukrainian league and just like having to deal with like just an, extra thing on top of that and you know i'm sure he's also having to deal with a whole bunch of other shit fallout from this too like i think that's part of the thing that sucks like not only did he have like another player like do something racist at him just knowing the world as it is he's probably also having to deal with a bunch of racist fans who are going after him saying like the other guy did nothing wrong or it was the heat of the moment or I saw a large number of people being like, what's the big deal? I don't get it. And it's like, you have to actively be trying not to understand the world if you do not understand the problem with what happened. Exactly. And I, and, 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 and that goes for every, like, you know, every little bit of intolerance in the hockey world, racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, any of that. Like, just let's just not, let's just not do that. Yeah. And let's let's also not pretend that this player like woke up one day and decided that for the first time in his life he's going to do something racist because it's never that. We no, know no, that yeah. 
I'm sure every single guy on his team looked at him and be like, oh, that really explains that thing that the guy said like to me three months ago or that thing he did at that restaurant that one time. There were signs. And I think as a as a sport, hockey needs to be better at like catching these things earlier because no one just wakes up one day and decides to be racist on the ice. It is there's always signs. There's always someone who could have said like to took him aside earlier and been like, hey, you need to stop. Like what you're doing is not right and it's gonna get you in trouble soon. Absolutely. And 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 we we've seen this in the NHL too, unfortunately, and there's still problems with that. Yeah. Um but we'll have to see what um get, wait, I guess what how things how things develop and again hope hope, hope I hope Smirig can get his playing career and continue his playing career and not have to worry about this. Yeah. It's still very early and I think it's it's being seen as a as a test for like a lot of kind of the European leagues, a lot of international hockey. It's like how are we going to deal with something like this because it is a big thing. Um like anytime something happens on ice, there's going to be video of it and I think we've all learned that if there's video, you have to deal with it. You can't just ignore it. And I mean, kudos for them. They seem to be saying the right things at this point that they're going to take this seriously. Let's see if they actually do. Yeah. So yeah, I, I and I, I don't think I, yeah, I, I put out my kudos to the UHL as well, that they're actually taking this seriously. So that's yeah. a good thing um, for going on over there. But I think that just wraps things up here on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Uh, once again, thanks everyone for joining the, us on this episode. We really appreciate you taking this listen. Um, really appreciate you being a fan of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Once again, we are available everywhere you get your podcast now, including YouTube. Because of the, and I'm glad to be on YouTube, guys. Once again, I couldn't thank you guys enough because of your um, your loyalty and your support that we're able to make it to YouTube and bring you these now new video podcast episodes as well. Um, don't forget to subscribe anywhere else though, um, because you know, Spotify, Google, Apple, any place like that, uh, interact with us on social media at LO underscore coyotes, ask a question, DM us, you know, maybe we'll answer them right back or on a future episode of the podcast. I'm personally at rally under one Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik FFH and Carl, if you have anything else that you want to close off, maybe, um, comments you want to say as we, uh, wrap off this episode. Uh, I would say just, uh, follow us um you could also follow five that's spelled out then the number four and then the word howling for five for howling uh, the preseason's getting started uh and we're going to be having a lot up there for you guys absolutely once again thanks everyone for listening to this episode hope you guys are staying safe out there hope you guys are staying healthy and don't forget to howl on. Hello!